Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Men's Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Now guys, just before we get into the episode, just going to give a brief word to our sponsor. This episode is once again brought to you by the Tape Lab Company. Now guys, if you've been training Jiu-Jitsu for any period of time, you're going to see people taping their fingers. Now, little did you know that it's not just because it looks really cool and makes you look like you actually know what you're doing. It's to prevent injuries and stop your grips and your fingers breaking on you and, you know, having that needless joint pain for no reason. Uh, guys, I train mostly nogi, but I still find a lot of value in taping my fingers to keep, you know, to keep the machine well around it, if you know what I mean. Now, it's not all just about taping your fingers to look cool. You can also tape your ankles, wrists, and most of your joints to look cool. And if you want to find out how you can tape any problem areas, such as, say, your elbows at you, you can look them up on Instagram, at Tape Lab Code. They have a whole bunch of tutorials about how to tape your joints properly to, you know, fight knee pain, ankle pain, toe pain, or even carpal tunnel syndrome or anything like that. Yeah. Guys, if you want 15% off any of your orders, over 15 euro with Tape Lab, use code HUMANZY15, that's HUMANZY15 for 15% off checkout. Guys, this episode is also brought to you by Ground Game Ireland. Now guys, if you're in Ireland and you want quality gi, no gi, MMA, or even casual apparel, be sure to check them out and use my code HUMANZY15. Also, Humanity 15 for 15% off any orders over 60 euro. Personally, I'd recommend their ranked rash guard set, guys. It's very nice, it's very sleek, it's very breathable. You know, washes very easily, and guys, you know, has a really nice design. Plus, you know, you gotta, you gotta show off the fact that you're a certain belt once you get promoted. You know, ever since I got promoted, I've been on a real uh, ranked rash guard kick, if you know what I mean. So guys, that's Humanzy15 for 15% off any orders over 60 euro. Thanks again to Ground Game for sponsoring and supporting the podcast. And guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Humanzy Jitsu Podcast. And today I'm joined by a fellow pink rash guard enthusiast, Gabriella. What's up, Gabby? Hello. And good. How are you? Good. good. Grand out. You know, I wasn't particularly good after your yoga class in Greece because I thought I was flexible. Turns out I wasn't, that I was just in a heap afterwards. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, you know. You know, people think that doing yoga would make you, you know, even after a whole day of jiu-jitsu would make you feel better. But no, I just, I was just in bits and my back was broken after this woman's yoga classes. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm, only, I'm only messing. It was fine. It was really late, like... Yeah, it was really late though. Those uh, yoga classes run at like nine o'clock. Yes, I know. It was really late. The sometimes was uh, later, like late thirty. Then. Ah, I will see. Okay, I don't get how anyone could. Okay, guys, I'll, I'll get into the episode properly in a minute. But like, this is just us. Another person from Greece that I had on. So, yeah. how did you guys do the seven a.m. classes? Because like. There's no way in hell I get up at 7 a.m. for anything unless it was like a competition or, you know, because like I used to train like really early, but then nah, I can't be arsed getting up early for training or anything anymore. Yes, you know, I'm not a morning person either, but uh, since I started practicing yoga, I started to wake up at 7, 6.30 maybe, but just when I have to teach classes. If not, I can sleep, but it's my motivation, you know, like to wake up early and the, it's not um, a, a problem anymore. So I wake up like super happy, you know, it changed my life kind of. Okay, so if I text all your friends and ask them, are you super happy at 7 a.m. and they all, they're all they all going to say yes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I I also like wear makeup, you know. I 
I put nice clothes on, so that, that helps me a lot. So I feel like super nice and uh, so feminine. Uh, <laughs> so this is a good motivation also for me because the rest of the day I'm wearing kimonos, I'm, I'm wearing uh, rashbiard. So that's my time like to shine. So. <laughs> so everyone, you heard it there. If you're not a morning person, just wear makeup or something. So then you will be more in person. <laughs> Great advice. Great advice that anybody can use. Okay, so uh, so Gabby, one thing I'm curious about with each of my guests is how you first started training. Like, where do you start training jiu-jitsu? Because I know you've done kickboxing and stuff before, and like, obviously, you do yoga. So, like, which of them did you start first? Uh, I started with boxing. Uh, actually, I started with uh, Muay Thai. I was uh, 13, and the first thing that I did, the first sport was Muay Thai. Then I started kickboxing, and then uh, I uh, moving on with boxing because you know I started liking Muay Thai and then uh, I needed like to improve my kicks so I started kick kickboxing then I wanted to improve my box and so I started doing boxing and then at some point I was like competing uh, in kickboxing and uh, there were no ma good matches for me like it was so hard to compete and I wanted to compete so bad so at my gym, I saw people wearing kimonos and doing some stuff on the mat. And I, I said, okay, I want to try this. But I was not sure what was it. it. Like I was in the gym like for maybe one year. And I was watching these people while I was training. And I was really focused on my training that I couldn't understand what kind of sport was. So it was funny because I started without knowing what, what it was. No, you just wanted to wear. You just wanted to wear a silly costume and choke, and uh, you didn't even know about choking people. You just wanted to wear the silly costume. Yeah, like they were having fun, you know. They were so happy afterwards, and they were competing. So there were competitions every week. Oh, it was fun. I thought, okay, maybe I can switch. And then I, I kept doing both, like for uh, two years maybe. I was doing kickboxing and uh, boxing and jiu-jitsu. And then at some point, uh, I stopped and I, <laughs> I kept going on the switch to this. I'm very low. Well, you know, because everyone is happy after jiu-jitsu class. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not going to say everyone is happy after jiu-jitsu class. You know, they're a lot happier than they would be after a boxing class because, you know, they don't, you know, that's all I'm saying. Like, this is coming from a man who's gone to two boxing classes, so you know I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I really love boxing. You know, if there were more opportunities for me at the time, I would, I would kept going with boxing too. But it was hard to like to compete, to find a good coach, to find a good environment. So the people were just going hard on me, like they wanted to, to smash my face. <laughs> so yeah. Well, well, plus obviously. As well, getting getting matches at competition is probably easier in jiu-jitsu because there's actually people there. Because I know people, like, I know women would be, uh, okay, you know, they, it'd be a bit annoying for some women because there's not that many people in their division. But, like, I know several women who, like, do Muay Thai, do boxing, and do, like, MMA. There's fucking no one. There's, like, barely anyone. And then, like, trying to get a match, and then it's like, oh, this person's too heavy, that person's too light. But, like, there's no other fucking women, so, you know. At least, at least in jiu-jitsu, there's one or two people per division, so you can 
you can at least get some matches. Yeah, it was really nice. Like every time I was going to compete, I was running there and they were asking me, okay, we can change the rules. You know what? Like, uh, we can do like with uh, elbows and knees, but it was a kickboxing match. How, you know, I was not ready for this. Or, um, they... oh, I love, I love when they do this. I love when they do this. Or, um, okay, we are going to wear uh, the the helmet, you know, this stuff, like, and and at some point, okay, can we do without uh, any protection? I was like, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or I love when they do that. Like, okay, I know jiu-jitsu is a very unprofessional sport and it's a very loose and very chill arrangement. But at least if you go to a tournament and they say, oh, yeah, the rules for this tournament are IBJJF. They're not, no one's going to roll up and say, can we do sub only? He's like, no, fuck off. You know, because like, say what you want about jiu-jitsu, but at least there's there's none of that carry on. Or is there? I really love the thing that you, uh, like, in kickboxing, I, I never wanted to get um, a belt because I thought it was like, you know, some stupid things to do because some gyms were asking money, like to do the exam. I never wanted uh, but in jiu-jitsu, there was like a perfect for me ranking, you know. So I was like, okay, maybe if I get the blue belt, I deserve it. I really deserve it. So I really wanted to challenge myself, you know, and improve and to see the improvement. This is what I loved about jiu-jitsu at the beginning. Mm. Now that's great. Now, at least you're not one. Okay. I, okay. I have to make a very terrible joke here because... um. I don't know if you saw this thing. It was the pink belt. There was a whole bunch of videos about this woman getting a pink belt at this one gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say, okay, okay, because I know you and I know you like the pink stuff, the pink rash guard. So like, I would you have taken... <laughs> okay, pink gi is fine. But would you have taken a pink belt if they tried to give you one? No. no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you know, like the goal was the black belt. So, I, I I can't be happy without pink belt, no. <laughs> no, just get a black belt with a pink thing on it, and then that's fine. <laughs> Deal with the bar on it. Yeah, mm. and you know why I became Rambelbri? Sorry, what? You know why I became, uh, like, on my Instagram, uh, my nickname is Rambelbri? Yeah. Yeah, it's connected to this pink gear to this pink stuff you know I was so rebel I wanted to wear a pink kimono so I I, I it says okay I, I'm so rebel I want to become family <laughs> you know that's pretty happy about this so I had like to show my <laughs> my value some way like bro come on there's so few women training that like you should just just let them wear the fucking pinky if they want like come on bro come on yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. you know like but to be fair i can't say much because i was i don't know if i sent you this i would be wearing geese i didn't wear any pinkies or did i uh i'd wear like purple geese green uh lime green dark green i had one dyed to look like uh, tie-dye literally it was all tie-dyed over I'll send you some pictures of that later but like uh, yeah it was a bit ridiculous yeah no besides like if it, if, if it fits like who cares like you know it can be fucking okay as long as the ghee isn't brown because like I think brown geese are fucking disgusting they're very bad 
Not good. It's, very not good. Not so bad, nice. <laughs> no, no. I saw. No. So, when did you get involved with the yoga stuff? Like, when did you start doing yoga? And like, when did you like? Would, yeah, like, did you start doing it after you started training jitsu or before? Or like, when did you start using them in conjunction with each other? Started uh, yoga when I was uh, in California. I was uh, after two years I started to jiu so I decided like I wanted to go to San Diego to improve my jiu-jitsu, like to start jiu-jitsu and to 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 improve my jiu-jitsu. And then every people was doing yoga. <laughs> it was like you you were working in the street and people were doing after yoga uh, everywhere. So I decided, okay, I will try. So I went to some studios there, but I, I used yoga like as stretching, as uh, recovering. And then uh, I started suffering with a bad uh, um, back uh, hernia. So I started like doing more yoga for uh, recovering from my injuries, like from this problem that I had. So, yeah, I started like in more 2015, like, yeah. See, uh, speaking of uh, injuries and stuff, you mentioned that you had a fucking herniated back. What you say is the worst injury you've ever gotten from jiu-jitsu? Like, whether it be, like, just, like you said, a hernia thing or someone, like, you know, fucking flying iron bar at you and breaking your arm or something. <laughs> not you, obviously, but I'm just... The hernia thing was not really... Uh, connected to jiu-jitsu because I had this problem it, when I was like 13. I think it was more connected with Muay Thai with all the twists when you do kick. So I think like I forced it too much without having a proper uh, muscles, you know, support. So I think that was uh, the problem. So for all my life, until last year that I, uh, I did surgery, I suffered with the, this back hernia. So every training was <laughs> a mess for 10 years, you know? And then last year I did surgery, so it was perfect. And now everything is fine. Uh, but from Jiu-Jitsu, I think the worst was my big toe broken. The, uh, yeah. How'd you break your big toe? Yeah, it was terrible. I was uh, in my boxing gym. I was... Um, showing to one guy, it was the beginning of my, my, of, of Jiu-Jitsu, like it was 2012, it was like maybe the first year of Jiu-Jitsu that so was showing, trying to show everyone what was Jiu-Jitsu, I was trying to roll with everyone, you know, you have to try this, you have to try this, because in my city, no one was doing this, so I was like trying to push everyone, so I, I went with this guy on the ring, and the surface was really hard. So this guy just pushed my leg with one hand remote. He pushed the hard and the toe break broke like well, just the on the impact. It was terrible. Really. Mm. It was terrible. It it was like a um, hammer. Hammer kick on the on the ring on the floor. And it was so bad. But he just pushed with the hand, so it was not really like tragic or uh, nothing like it was going to hit me or you know mm. like so it was so bad and uh, yeah I couldn't work for a few months and 
this was the worst, actually, I think. And then I broke my elbow. <laughs> How'd you break your elbow? Was it the same thing? They pushed you and your elbow went on the, the, the ring floor? Or was it a normal injury? Yeah, that was the normal I was competing at Wards. I was a blue belt. And I just, I don't know, I just moved. And this girl went belly down. And I was not expecting her to go belly down because no one went, <laughs> went belly down on me before. It was just uh, the beginning, you know. And mm. so... Oh, that's a great that's a great time to see something you've never seen before in a match at Worlds. It's like, wait, what's this? Oh, fuck, my arm is broke. <laughs> yeah, but it was not like I didn't want to tap. I was inexperienced. So I, I think I just tapped when it, I felt the pain, but... She didn't stop. I don't know. Like it was so fast. <laughs> mm. It just happened. All right, look. Sometimes, like you know, you're in position. Sometimes it's hard to fucking stop when you're like mid move and so you know. So I don't know. I don't. I don't think she deliberately broke your arm. If she if she did deliberately break your arm, you know, uh, we'll, we'll we'll track her down and uh, break her arm ten years later. <laughs> but it's gotcha. okay. Yeah, you know, I hope I can find this girl again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, that's my dream, actually. <laughs> are you are you gonna break her arm? This girl from ten years ago that shoot his neck. Maybe a flag. <laughs> hey, whoa, that's a bit much. And I, you know, they say an arm for an arm. It's not an arm for a leg. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but nowadays, you know, legs are more uh, like we like more legs than arms. Yeah, you know, because everyone's a sick freak and fucking loves their fucking leg entanglements like a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> I can't say much. Most of my wins are by fucking leg locks. So I really can't say much. Mm. Yeah, speaking of competitions, do you have any big upcoming comps? Because you mentioned Worlds there earlier. Yeah, I'm going to do Worlds in Master Worlds in US this summer. And I'm so happy because uh, I... I never went back to the U.S. Uh, after I came back <laughs> in 2015. Every time it was like, oh, I, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. But ne there, were, ne uh, there was never the opportunity and I traveled other places. So um, I'm so happy I can go back again to California. It was my home for two years. So I'm so happy. Mm, nice. Where did you train when you were in California? Was it like... I was training uh, Clark Gracie. I was the uh, I I I used to love uh, his style, you know, like completas, triangles. Uh, I used to do triangles like for five years. I I used to do just triangles, <laughs> you know. So I was like, okay, I want to learn more, and uh, he was one of my favorite guys. At the time, so I went there. I went to learn from him, and then I told, "Okay, Gracie Jujic, so you know, I want to learn from the from the family, you know, and uh, because the culture here was like every people was talking about Gracie family in, uh, in Italy, you know, there was not so much Jujitsu like five years ago. So all I knew all about this. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, I was training there, 
but they trained almost everywhere. Like mm. we used to do open maths all over the city. Have you traveled, because like, uh, obviously it's, um, obviously you've traveled a bit for jiu-jitsu, but what would you say is your favorite place you've, you've been to? Because, like, you know, obviously, I'm guessing your favorite place is Greece because, you know, I was there, this guy you barely know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm only messing. But, like, what was your favorite place that you've trained, uh, that you've traveled to for jiu-jitsu? Uh, actually, okay, San Diego, California was always amazing. Um, and then FPP. Okay, in Italy there are good places too, like in Milan, in Rome, there are really good places. And, and then I love to to go to London, to train, and Amsterdam. Oh yeah, Amsterdam's a great, I actually just, I just had uh, Daniel from uh, Haven BJJ on, you know he's in Rotterdam, but it's only up the road, but like I just had him on the podcast and uh, you know. Uh, I can't wait to go over there again because Amsterdam is a it's a great, nice, lovely place, lovely chill yeah. place. And now I think Spain is becoming good to train. I I I want to go. <laughs> I've never been there. No, I I've been there like to travel, okay, to compete, but uh, I want to go to train there because there are many friends there now. Uh, so that's my goal, like to to go more to Spain next year. Mm. Now, I was in Madrid earlier this year, training at a good gym there. If you want to go to Madrid, I'll, I'll send you the gym later. It's a very good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. One sec. <clears throat> so, uh, so obviously, when I first met you in Greece, you and uh, you and your partner were wearing these very funny, uh, the pink rash guards from Manto, the ones that was like, uh, Jiu-Jitsu's bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so would you say that's your funkiest... Um, bit of training gear or do you have any more funny training gear besides your besides your pink and the, the pink rash guard yeah i like this one um uh, maybe maybe my sponsor doesn't like <laughs> you know? but, well then maybe they should make a pink rash guard for you then if they wanna you know that's all i'm saying yeah and then i made another nice one um uh, it's uh okay i made this and there is a smile in the um, in the front of the um, of the chest and uh, in the neck around the neck there is right uh took them all i met i made that one but it's so funny <laughs> yeah you gotta send me that later that's, that's, yeah. that's be funny i'll have, I'll have a look at it yeah. mm. i wish you mm. yeah so like um oh oh here's a good one see what would you say okay i know you know try to be positive and stuff but like is there anything in the jiu-jitsu community that you really don't like and you know could do without you know okay later on i've been to competitions here in italy and people were like walking around me like close to me and they were eating me with their shoulders so i was like what the fuck what what, what why they do this you know so it's like a Especially when there there are competitions, I see these people like walking the in the arena in the and they 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 push you, they act like they are bigger than you, you know. Um, I don't like this. And, and but this thing, I, it's a thing that I don't see a lot when I travel. Like you know, I was used to, like to travel a lot in uh, uh, Abu Dhabi, Dubai. 
you know, and the, the people were nice, but here in Italy or in Europe, they do things. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why, really. It's like, you know, and also I don't like when they scream, like they scream like bad things when you would be, you know, like it's nice like to have a fan, but when it's too much, no. Yeah. Now, see, what I really don't get out, like, is, okay, fair enough, say, one of your friends is competing, and you're cheering them on, saying, oh, yeah, go get them, kill them, all this stuff, but then, like, you know, if you're, like, screaming at their opponent, saying, you know, fucking, you know, shitty stuff, is like, oh, fuck you, you're stalling, uh, you fucking suck, like, well, dude, shut up, you're not there, literally, you don't go there to shit on people, just go there to support your guy, and, you know, you know, unless someone blatantly cheats or does something dickish, then you can scream at them, say, oh, you dirty bastard, you were cheating this, fucking whatever, fine. But, like, you know, like, you know, pe- people need to fucking chill out. Like, it's a fucking, it's fucking, especially at small tournaments. You see, just carry on at small tournaments. Like, fair enough, it's, if it's the world's, you can get a bit heated and a bit upset at something. But, man, go down to fucking do a naga down the road and people be fucking calling each other everything, every name in the book. Yeah, right? This is what I do like. <laughs> Yes. Ah, people gotta just chill out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Gabby, what would you say is your proudest competition achievement, whether it's like a, a, a division you won, a match you won, or even just a sequence you hit in competition? Like, what would you say is your proudest competition achievement? Uh, I think uh, one Chris Lam, I won as Purple Belt. It was one of the best competitions I had. Um, I was so happy because it was like, I think because it was one of my, um, the best competitions I did abroad. So like big, big victory. And, um, it was nothing special, you know, but it was, it was nice. And then words as, uh, brown belt, but they competed against black belts too. And world master in the uh, AGP, Abu Dhabi. Mm. That was so nice too. And then the uh, Europeans uh, uh, two years ago, I think. Yeah. No, last year, last year when I got to my black belt. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy. That, yeah, that one was one of my best positions ever. Yeah. Mm. Ah, nice. So we actually, I got two questions sent in from uh, some listeners. Because remember, I put up that thing saying, does anyone have any questions for Gabby? And I got two questions. So the first one is from, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Daniel DeGroote, the guy we just had on, and uh, he's very cool. And he had a question for you. It's like, what you think is the most important stretches for jiu-jitsu? You know, just like, you know, what what's, what are your favorite ones for jiu-jitsu specifically? I think it's uh, openings. So, like, visual pose, I think it's my, my favorite one. Yeah, visual pose, for sure. Yeah. Because we need, like, to, to be very open the hips so i will do that every day <laughs> so if i would choose like one stretching every day it would be mm, nice and uh sylvia you know our, our mutual friend sylvia uh, sent me a, a message to be like uh when is she coming to visit me when she's coming when is she coming to ireland to visit me <laughs> oh my god Sylvia, sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's very upset that you haven't come over yet <laughs> it's been like 
10 years that we know each other. Uh, we competed against each other also when we were at it twice. And so, yeah, I have to come one day. <laughs> no, but she's like, when? She wants to know when. When? <laughs> I was just messing, like, it's grand. <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot like that. Yeah, I, I will text her later. <laughs> yeah, that should be good. Uh, so, oh, um, how is your prep for competition? Like, is there, like, do you have any specific way you prepare? Do you just train normally? Do you train super hard, super chill? You know, do you, like, you know, like, do you change it at all? You're training at all for competition? Or, like, what do you do specifically? It depends, actually. It depends from competition because now I have my gym, my own gym. So it's getting super difficult to <laughs> to train hard for competitions because I'm all day there and I have to support. So it's, it's different than a few years ago. But of course, I get ready for the competitions. I plan like the day, like when I finish the competition, I I just look at my at my calendar and I, I, I see the days. I'm really like crazy about this. I see the days and I plan like every single training. Yeah, mm. I want to get ready. Uh, I train with my boyfriend actually, like the, he is my, my partner. So we, we do a lot of drills. Uh, Cicero Costa style, you know, we are still in that path. Uh, we changed gym. Um, we moved with Cicero Costa a few years ago in 2019. Um, and we used that style. So we drill a lot. Uh, we do a little technique and we do a lot of specific training. But I'm not running hard as I was doing before. So I'm trying. To run more technical than uh, hard. Mm. Now, see, you, obviously, you mentioned you you got, you opened the gym there recently because you know you said you you were running a gym. So, uh, was that your favorite part about uh, opening a gym there? Because I recently had to help someone. I I don't I, I didn't I just had to help this guy build a gym. We the the gym we're currently training at. I had to help build it. So, you know, any unsuspected uh, unexpected difficulties you ran into when opening a gym or anything like that. Uh, okay, actually, we opened the first team in 2018, and I was still blue. <laughs> oh, boy. I've only joked at but Yeah, I was like... I was crazy because I didn't want to, like, to live anymore uh, in Northern Italy, and I wanted to go back to my place, like to my hometown let's say, and there were not other jiu-jitsu teams. So I thought, okay, maybe we can, we can start. So I moved with my boyfriend that is from Northern Italy to Southern Italy, and we opened the team, the first team. So I actually was a blue belt, female, and my boyfriend was a white belt. Lenin. That was the most challenging thing. Uh, to start, and then it, we started good. We have we had uh, twenty guys the first year, and then uh, we we had to close because of COVID. So we had to close that gym, and then we opened another one. Then we closed the other one, and uh, 
that was hard. <laughs> but and then we went to live in um, in Abu Dhabi. So we moved and then we came back. And actually when we opened this last one, uh, this last team, that was last year, everything is going good. So, and so I'm happy, you know, I'm living a good life. So it's not really challenging now anymore. Like, mm. The most challenging thing is like to organize your time, like your schedule and, and try to find your time to train. That's the, the hardest part because in the morning, like it, it, we have like four or five hours. And what you can do, like if you have five uh, PTs or five classes, when do you train? <laughs> Last time, no. I want to eat, <laughs> you know, I need to stop, I need to eat, recover, and then go back. So, so in some days, I have like five hours of work in the morning, I just have one hour of training for myself, that's, that's hard. But when I can, I try like to train one hour in the morning, and one afternoon and one night. That's my goal. Mm. Just, not every day is easy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, so you sound like a very busy woman. Oh yeah. I have to make money to travel to yeah. to compete. <laughs> uh, so speaking speaking of traveling, like after Worlds, were do you have any uh, any plans to go training anywhere in specific in, in particular? Like you know, obviously you have to come over to Ireland to train with Sylvia. But like you're gonna you know tr- you're gonna try to go to Spain or anywhere like that. Like do you have any plans for traveling? Not sure. Because afterwards there would be the Europeans working and it would be in Italy. So I hope like many, like someone can, can come over. So this is my goal. I, you know, I built many relationships with girls also at this camp in Greece. So I hope someone will, will come here to train together, maybe. I would prefer this, like for uh, to get ready for this competition. I, I don't want to stress too much, but of course, one I will travel somewhere and <laughs> yet, but yeah, I w- would like to visit from gym then invite someone over to train mm, to get ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, to be fair, like uh, what's it called? Well, after the Greece camp, the amount of people after, uh, that were doing yoga classes, they'd be like, "Yeah, we should definitely go over share with her because uh, she'll uh, make sure we're warmed up for the fucking uh, for the thing." Because uh, you know, I I've been to one of your yoga classes and fucking hell, it's a uh, it was a uh, it was good. <laughs> I was in bits after it. Like I said, I was in bits. <laughs> you were relaxed. <laughs> you did realize. <laughs> that was grand. <laughs> uh so oh, I got some random questions here for you. This should be a good one. So, um, so Gabby, uh, what, uh, what dinosaur do you think would be best suited for grappling? Oh my God. <laughs> my God, I didn't know. <laughs> what kind of dinosaurs? Um, how about a triceratops? So I don't think you could put them in a guillotine because they have that weird thing on the back of their head so you couldn't grab their neck. Uh... I think a T-Rex would be shit because his arms are too small. He said he couldn't grab you. But then again, uh, you couldn't grab his arms and bend his arms because he's very tall. But then his arms are very short. So that'd be weird. Some big dinosaur? 
Tank dinosaur. <laughs> I don't think there I, there probably worked a fucking let's say fair. This a bunch of scientists like came out and said, "Oh yeah, dinosaurs don't look anything like uh they like we do like we thought they looked like." So I don't know. Maybe there was a bunch of pink giant dinosaurs going around the place, arm barring each other as you do. No, the dinosaur has big neck. I I I think it's looked good. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> or oh sorry, here's here's a good one. Um so Gabby, say you had to become a superhero, right? But you had to name yourself like after a jiu-jitsu move and you could only like you know, you could only use jiu-jitsu as a as your superpower. Like what would you call yourself and why? Oh my god. It wouldn't be the butt scooter, would it? Or you just sit down and scoot towards people to put them in, in heel hooks. That's a good question. <laughs> so if I would be a superhero. Yeah, but you can only use jiu-jitsu and you have to name yourself after like a jiu-jitsu thing. Ooh, I have an idea. How about you get a pair of hook hands, right? Not like, don't chop your hands up, but get a giant pair of hooks. And the only way you can go around killing people is uh, to hug them with the hooks so you're the underhooker so you get underhooks on them and jab the hooks in their back and kill them that way the underhooker or something yeah, we're butterflies something something i love butterflies i love i love butterfly guard it's gonna get a giant a giant plastic butterfly and throw it off their head or something and that's that's your like weird fucking well to be fair there's if you've ever seen the movie kick-ass there's some weird superheroes out there they're like Oh yeah, I'm, I'm the ass kicker. He's like, do you kick ass? Like, no, I get my ass kicked, but that's not the point. <laughs> I it's just silly. Strange film. Now I can imagine myself, you know, like my face and like butterfly dying. <laughs> uh, we'll come up with something funnier afterwards and we'll think of something to like, uh... <laughs> or, oh, here's a good one. Uh, so Gabby, in your years of training, what's the most embarrassing, ridiculous, silly way you've seen someone injure themselves or someone else? Uh, in what kind of training? Because this morning I was teaching uh, your class and my client. Oh. And just <laughs> hit her knee with a weight. I was like, oh my God. And now, oh, I can't, I can't do sport anymore. I was like, really serious? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's say let's say just jiu-jitsu what's the silliest way you've seen someone hurt themselves in a jiu-jitsu class or tournament or something uh, I don't know actually and not spontaneously like not at all but when people go over other people that that's the worst for me I have seen mm-hmm. so many feet broken <laughs> Finger broken. Mm. Oh, I just remembered one there. I haven't, I haven't thought about this in a while. So uh, during COVID, we uh, we could only train in like pods and stuff. You know, you could only group A, you could only train in group A at this time. It was a whole thing in Ireland, but anyways. So I was in a group with this tall white belt guy. He's very strong, very uh, he's very fit. But anyways, um, he would do a lot of like athletic-y sort of moves. And he'd end up either hurting himself or someone else by being an idiot. So this guy, 
Uh, so we were doing king of the mat, right? So, you know, you'd be sat out in, in the mat. Someone would have to come out and pass your guard or you'd sweep them. We all, we all know king of the mat. So anyways, I was playing guard. It was this guy's turn to come out and try and pass my guard or submit me or whatever. And I had to sweep him and all this stuff. So this guy, in his infinite wisdom, decides to do a diving kimura to try and pass my guard. Mm-hmm. And mind you, he's very tall and lanky. And I'm just sat there in butterfly guard, like in a little ball. And he tries to dive in Kimura me and he lands on his fucking head. He like jumps over me and lands on his fucking head and gives himself a concussion. Oh. And, then, and then he tries to say, I swept him with that. I was like, bro, you fucking done that to yourself. Go ahead of you. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe. Yeah, like imagine hurting yourself and then be like, that was your fault. I was like, no, it wasn't, bro. No, it wasn't. Yeah, some people. I know. <laughs> uh, so Gabby, I think we're gonna end end the podcast there in a minute. Do you have any uh any plans that you want any things you want to announce to the people that like, you know, you have uh a, a seminars or tours or anything? Not really, but guys, if you wanna um come to visit me before Europeans because they there there will be Europeans in Rome, we can organize. <laughs> so you know. Like you can contact me, uh, yeah. and we can uh, do uh, um, training week before Europeans, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna plan. I think I'm gonna plan, but I need some time, uh, and then I will update. After some technical difficulties there, that it decided to, my internet just decided to cut out on me when I was in the middle of uh, recording the outro. So, guys, if you want to follow Gabriella, it's at rebel underscore bry underscore bjj so guys really if you want some really good uh jiu-jitsu and yoga content give her a follow you know she's a she's a great lady she's always uh you know working hard to you know show some really good stuff here so gabby do you have anything to say before we shoot off no it's okay i'm so happy we finally got to talk <laughs> and i hope to come to visit you also <laughs> I, have, uh, yeah. I have to do a big tour in ireland yeah, you know, you got so many, so many people. Yeah, you have to visit. You have to visit me. You have to visit Sylvia, and that's Rosa. it. <laughs> and Rosa, yeah, and Dimitri. pretty much everyone from Greece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a good one, and adios.